Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 43 of the Lion's Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community from all around our $1 billion studio. I'm your host, Samet. Can we get the 52,000 people in here to applaud to for my lovely fellow hosts as well? There we go. Now, my other fellow hosts, of which one in New York, America, is... Actually, I'm also promoting him. He's single, ready to mingle. He's my brother from another mother. Yasin, how are you doing, my boy? I know <laughs> we discussed no intro music, but I couldn't help myself. Listen, man, I might not be against the intro music, but I appreciate you trying to find me a girl because it's true. I am single, unfortunately, but <laughs> uh, jokes aside, I'm good, bro. I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Most of the crew is here. What else can I ask for? We're good, man. That's nice to hear, man. That's nice to hear. So hopefully after this episode, we'll have uh, a lot of uh, candidates. Yeah, I mean, it's a good boy, good man, good money. Got a Tesla, got Tesla stocks. So <laughs> I'd say hit us in the DMs at the Lions Den GS. Or Summit, do you know Discord off the top channel. of your head? Yeah, for sure. Summit, do you know off the top of your head what percentage of our listeners are uh, female? One percent. What, what are my chances looking like? Okay. Hey, listen, I'll take my chances. <laughs> uh, with that said, we have another boy from New York, America. Our mobster Emre, our bad boy. I think he's single as well, so hit us in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ladies, hit me up. You know, uh, you know what it is. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, yeah, man. I don't know what else to say. It's cold out my, here. My man knows how to cook. So if you guys, if you ladies are interested, I'll in, make uh, you that uh, that baked ziti, that chicken parmesan. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that authentic stuff. <laughs> All right. But well, yeah, then, then we have uh, our very last candidate, who's single and ready to mingle. Our boy with the fact of the week. Salih, he's smart, he knows history. We got him, he's ready to mingle. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> when, is, when did this become a dating service, bro? What the I hell? <laughs> it's a uh, summit matchmaker. <laughs> it's Kismet, bro. You know, it's it's Sevap. <laughs> but uh, Salih, did you have uh, a fact of the week for us? I mean, no, as I haven't for quite some time. I do have another fact that's more within the group. So our dear friend Mazar, who is not present here, explicitly told us to, if I can't wake up, don't call me. And guess what I did? I woke him up by calling him like two, three times in the morning. Was he pissed? He was really tired, but yeah. I mean, he didn't say directly to me. Of course, he just in the group, he quoted two things like the two sentences where he says, I'm tired. If I don't wake up, don't call me. And then just said, CK. So I guess he's uh, pissed. Indirectly nah. telling it straight to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I tried to do good. Try to be 
that one friend that does think about him, but in the end, didn't work out. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then we have our last host, Coach Canada. How are you doing, my buddy? He's not single, so girls, sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Stay out of my DMs, all right? Sorry, mm. everyone, but it is true. I am taken, but happy to be back. Next episode, I'd like some intro music of my own, if possible. I was a little left out there, but that's okay. I know I haven't been on for two episodes, so you must have forgot about me. That's okay. Nice. I understand. No, honestly, He's busy out catching Pokemon. That's not it. Look, <laughs> Understandable. I like to spice things up, you know? And Mr. Yasin, always against uh, me. Whatever I here want, Mr. Yasin, like, I'm a Galtzerai fan. He's a Fenerbahce fan. I want to do soundboards. Oh, you heard it. You heard it. You see, the other week, no, I, I no. said this guy No, no. What are you going to say? No, I just wanted to say, like, let the listeners decide. Do you want to spice things up like me? Do you want to have fun? Do you want to be youthful? Or do you want to be boring like Yasin? <laughs> Have nothing Listen. on the podcast and just right. talk about right. left foot, look, right foot, goal. Look, left foot, look. right foot, goal. My my boys are here to back me up. I never said let's not have fun. I said let's keep it balanced. I don't want a million soundboards every other second. Oh, keep God. the soundboards. I Let like the it, listeners decide. DM us. Death, okay. taxes, and summit always shitting on uh, Yasin. Never changes. <laughs> Yeah, you listeners see this? What I have to deal with? This guy Summit always called me out. I mean, I mean, they say it's okay. not helping it yourself, it bud. They say you swimming money anyway, so wait, don't do as much stuff. Sale, I have okay. Aside from that, we'll we'll continue, right? But I, before we continue, I have a question. I figured out last time, like apparently, you know, when they call in the U.S. someone Billy, apparently that's not their real name. Billy stands short for William. Did you guys, like Sally, did you know that, first of all, as a European, fellow European? I mean, I think you just asked the wrong person. I didn't know about it. You did? I actually did. Okay. But I, I, I learned it like one or two years ago at most. The same with another name. What was it again? But why though? Something, something. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. Like it doesn't really. <laughs> I've never heard that. It's like, my name is Samet and it's in short, it's uh, Joshua. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Yeah, I think Emre or Yasin can, or basically Americans can say more about it. I I also know the other one. Uh, I only know it's short for Dick, but the long word is like something else. Richard. I don't know where you guys yeah, getting yeah, information. So weird. Where you guys getting information? Like these Europeans, bro. There's, this is not the only incident. Someone told me something about eggnog and putting cream in it, and it just made no sense to me. You remember what that was, Summit? Like, where yeah, are no, you finding these no, I'm just facts saying, of the day? No, that was something else. In New York, the drink of New York is eggnog. And apparently you, as someone from Brooklyn, didn't know about it. No, like, it's not eggnog. You called it something else. No, it's, I think it's eggnog, bro. No, no we said <laughs> that you're talking about eggnog, but that's not what you told us. It was something else. I'd have to come back to that. I promise you, not, we know eggnog. Uh, uh, what you were saying did not make any no, sense. No, I said eggnog. Hi, it's your host and editor, Samet again. Emre, I know you want to hear it. You were right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry eh? It's not eggnog, it's egg cream, what I said. Now, back to the episode. No, my friend Pat said eggnog <laughs> when you asked him. Think I'm going to forget that? Mesa, let's move on and say sorry for the listeners. The thing is, we've been winning so much. Like, it's good vibes. So we have other things to talk about as well, having good vibes. Speaking of good vibes, we need all of you to be in good vibes, boys. Because we're almost breaking records in the Super League. 
our 10th win in the Super League, plus three from the Turkish Cup. That's 13. So it's going good. It's going good. So good morning to all of our listeners. Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are, in the car, in the gym, at home, doing chores, with your headphones on. Just listen to us because today's podcast menu consists of news, news, news. A lot has been happening this week. We're going to discuss Girasun performance, which is uh, Arkarad and his boy, Yasin from. So what do they call uh, Girasun boys? Chotanaklar, Yasin? Yes, that's that's correct. Ankara Messi, Ankara Messi, Ankara Messi. All right, all right. Yeah, no, your boy Yusuf Demir is still not in, man. He's uh, injured. Yeah, I, yeah. They yeah, say. He's injured, that's what they say. I saying. see he's faking it, but. Anyway, <laughs> we'll also t- talk about our predictions against Umranius Spor afterwards. So let's quickly move on to news. Um, we almost hit 1K on Twitter. And before we start with the news, I wanted to ask you guys something about I saw on Twitter. You all know about totems, right? Doing a totem. Of course. It's basically a routine where you have some certain scenarios you do every time on a game day. But on Twitter, I've seen people say, like, I, I have, I've been trapped. Someone was saying, we're going to lose against Girasun. I'm like, what the hell are you saying? And I replied, yeah, yeah, no way, bro. We're going to win, die hard, like four or five nil. And, uh, and I found out it's like a new thing on the internet to do a totem where you say the opposite of what you want. I don't know if you guys were familiar with this. Maybe yeah, Umrania, uh, the hardest game that we'll ever play in our history. Actually... It will be uh, harder than normal. <laughs> anyway, so just thought if you know about this or not. Yeah, we do. We have Emre, right? He does one level above. He says nothing about yeah, the Yeah, he literally says he nothing. He literally says nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, how we keep winning. So I guess that's one more powerful. Yes, All right. sir. All right. Well, Knock on wood. Okay. With that said, so let me tell this to you as a listener. Winter transfer near window, a reminder to you as our listener, 12th of January, 2023, it opened up and it's going to close 8th of February, 2023. So that gives us still a while to do transfers in this winter period. With that said, I think this is our first semi-official transfer, Khan Ihan. Negotiations have begun and there are rumors about his salary uh, and if it's like an obligatory buy option or not. They're saying 600k salary for the next coming six months, 400k loan fee, 2.8 million euro buy option. And then, uh, yeah, is it obligatory or not? That depends. Some people so say here's it's the thing. on the criteria. Uh, from yeah. the, from the, the rumors that are out there, it's saying if he plays about 50% of the games that are remaining mm-hmm. and for at least 45 minutes, that's one of the, the terms that will activate his buy clause, like, you know, obligation to buy and i think i don't know if this is cumulative or if it's just one or the other but there's another one added on if galsaray plays uh playoff rounds in the champions league which is the other again rumors but somewhat decent source on this one Mm, yeah indeed and then the salary is rumored to be 1 million euro for the first year 1.25 for the second and then 1.35 for the third. Apparently, he was making 1.3 million euro at Sassuolo. So, um, that's yeah. egregious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me quickly recap also some other news points and then we can hit on the Gun Eye Hunt topic. Uh, extensions on our youth Emin Bayram, Baran Aksaka, Jankat Yulmaz, Emirhan, Kayar, 
who loves to kai on the Jeevjis, and Eren Aiden, uh, as far as I saw. So that's a good thing. Lots of professional contracts being handed out to our potential stars. And then we have Metean Baltaja. This is a rumor that he rejected Ankara Guju's bid of 1.5 year loan and a buy option. And actually, we're going to loan him out to Manisa. Maybe a, a bit of the same formula we did with Emin at Boluspor, right? If you remember back uh, last season. Hamza Akman is back from injury, lads. And uh, coming back, he scored against Karagümrük, under 19, of course. And um, yeah, I think that's about it in terms of news. I'm sure there is a lot more, but this is uh, what I know. Did you have anything more? About it. I think that covers it for the last for the last week. Well, yeah, there is, of course, rumors about Matt Müldür as well, right, from Sassuolo. Um, and PVA and uh, Seferovic, really, Okamburuk does not have them in mind anymore. I think Jay says that in the interview as well, after the Giresun game. And um, Emre Tashdemir is not continuing. Wurtschifnici is not continuing, it looks like. so. And Reza by complaining, as always. <laughs> so, in a nutshell, that's the stuff. Where do you want to hit it off with? Khan Ayan? Yeah, I think that was the big one in uh, the list that you mentioned there. I'm curious to know what you guys think about it because I think everyone will be split on two sides when it comes to this, like two specific sides. I mean, mm-hmm. one of them being, uh, you know, it's a good transfer for depth um, because, you know, obviously Khan can play center back, right back as well. So you can shift him around the back line a little bit. Uh, player that, you know, decent player that's played at a decent level as well uh, in club and national level. Um, so I think we are missing that little bit of depth for our back line. So I think it's a good addition in that case, especially considering how much he'll cost. And I think the other side of this that I think a lot of people will be on as well is that, you know, while he's a good player and probably a good pickup, we don't want him to take away time from Emin Bayram who played amazing in the last match as well, which I fear that might be the case. I fear this, you know, this transfer might take a little bit away from Emin, but we'll see what happens. Personally, for me, I'm happy with it. I'm glad we picked him up for his price and his, you know, usability in the team. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's a good transfer at all, man. Can I just say one thing before? If you remember this guy, Khan Ayhan, we see him year in, year out. Linked with Galatasaray. And we bought him actually for 2 million almost. Uh, but it didn't go through if you remember because banking problems. Uh, Burak Elmas basically f- up if I recall correctly. <laughs> who, who was the center back that we sold to a Saudi Arabia club? Louis Ndama? No, the other one. Maikon? Maikon, exactly. Maikon. His, his money mm. didn't come through so we couldn't pay Khan Ayhan so it didn't uh, went ahead. And oh, yeah, We loaned Louis Ndama, sorry. Yeah, exactly. So, and he's at Antalyaspor right now. Anyway, beside that, it makes zero sense, Khan Ayhan, to me. Like, Emin Bayram, Metehan, Baltaji, I love them both. You you guys know. And Emin Bayram proved it eh? in the Giresun game as well, while a lot of you bitches were complaining about him. I, I can still complain about it when we get there, by the way. I yeah, think yeah, you guys... yeah, sure. We will talk about your Chotanak uh, boy. No, not even Chotanak. It's just Emin Baido. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, He's also Yaradan is a boy just like Yasin. Who? Emin Baido? No. Isn't he? No. Where is he from? No, he looks uh, like Sivastava. I, I think he's just... <laughs> I think he's just Istanbul. Yeah. Anyway, Ghanaihan is what I was saying. Anyway. And 
I don't know. Like he is not fit to be a starter. He's not to fit to be a, a sub in my eyes as well. Like he's a joker. He can play center back, right back, left back, CDM. But we have those positions covered. And is he better than Emre Tashdemir on left back? No. Is he better than Emin Bayram on center back? No. Is he better than Berkan on CDM? No. So Ali Turab, he's not better at right back either. Yeah, why do we have him? No clue. No clue. So that's my point of view on, on, on this guy. I, I mean, mean, you pretty much explained what I was going to say, but go ahead, Silent. With me, I can see why we got him, though. As, as John mentioned, he's flexible. We can use him on more positions. He's experienced. Look, if Apple Kerim or Nelson is out for a longer time, even though I like the idea of Emin Bayram stepping up or a Metehan or whatever, it's still more risky, in my opinion, than a seasoned centre-back who's also done it at the <laughs> national team. I know our national team has been really bad as of late, but still, I don't think it's that bad. At first, I thought, Maybe the salary would be outrageous or the fee, but even those things I think are pretty normal. So I won't say it's like uh, very good business, but like pretty decent. I, I am not really against it. It's only that he has to play for what was it again? 45 minutes. That's a bit weird to me, but. You know why? I think we got him just so the other teams can't have him. Just to like cripple their backline because the other teams need some Turkish players too. We're not the only team that are in need of Turkish passports. There's other teams that need him as well. Like Besiktas was trying to get Khan Ihan for a, for like a whole month now and we just copped him straight up. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that we did it like so undercover. It's like one minute the news was out and the second minute the, the cop came through or uh, negotiations. Yeah. Within two hours. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it's great. I love this side of Galatasaray. It used to be everyone knows what the hell we're doing inside and out. Pictures with Abdullah and Bayram. Abdullah Exactly. Still, like again, I think I think the signing is really not bad. Also, just in case we sell a Nelson or whatever, we have someone else who can step up, and that's good to have. There's no way we sell Nelson halfway through the season. There's no chance that that'd be selling the championship. Not now. End of the season. Not now, but in summer. Oh yeah, okay. Perhaps. Yeah, of course you can do that. But you can say this is a good point that Galtra is already planning for that and buying these type of players to cover ourselves for the future, right? So. Playing devil's advocate a bit, but... So, opinion seems to be split. Two are kind of pro, two are not so much. But what does Yasin say? I mean, I, I agree with Sadi. The most important yeah. opinion. Go ahead. Of no, course. We're, we're all important. But um, <laughs> I, I think it's being exaggerated, like the negative side of it. If, if you look at the rumored transfer fee and the salaries that's been discussed for the last few years... It was way more than what we were getting him for now. Of course, time passed. He played less minutes, so his value went down. But no, no, overall, you know why, you know, it, you know why? Why? Yes, and Timur, he got in that plane, and then he lifted up his <laughs> his pants. Oh, actually, he put it down. Lifted down? Yeah, I don't know. Up. These days, like, I don't know if it's up or down because this guy, it's it's he so walked massive. into the plane with his pants down. I got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And when he came at Sassuolo, that table broke down, man. And that's why. <laughs> but uh, sure, continue, Yasin. <laughs> no, I just, I just think for the amount that we're paying, it's not a terrible deal. And I think we'll be able to make the best opinion on it at the end of the season when we see if it's actually mandatory, if it's optional, what the actual conditions are. Because in theory, I'm going to assume until then that we actually have the option if we're going to make it mandatory or not. And if we actually have that choice, then it's a great deal. 
because his his wages are basically the same as Nelson Abdukerim, what Markal was before. And yeah, you can argue that he doesn't deserve he's he's not gonna put the same performance as Nelson and Markal did, but those guys are also com- very underpaid. When when we brought them, they didn't have incredible experience or a lot of ex- European experience oh, 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 that now oh, what is this? Kanaihan does. Kayana is coming as a Turk, so we already talked about that. I, I think it's an okay deal. And what is it, 3.2 million total if we actually make it official? That's like a million and a half less than Fenerbahce just paid for Summit. And Summit's experience is like one whoa, year, whoa, two whoa, years whoa, whoa. at... Uh, I'm, I'm not going anywhere near Fenerbahce, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm just using it as a comparison, right? To, to get an idea of like, you know, what we're paying if it's actually market price. I'm a Galatasaray price. boy. I don't go to Fener. Okay. Like, you said Summit, bro. <laughs> Um, you gotta specify yeah. the last name, bud. <laughs> Yasin is completely off. Like he doesn't know what you're talking about. There's only about. two summits in this world. I, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I forgot his last name. Ak, 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 by but that, that's a good point, by <laughs> the way. The the fee that we got Khan Ihan for instead of like a summit uh, Akaiden, I think it was. Okay, uh, three point two okay, mil okay. is it's pretty decent. It's really not bad, honestly. And I th- and I think at the end of the day, it's. Showing that the team, the coach, the club wants to prioritize Yabanja players in our attack. Because up, up until recently, I'm I'm pretty sure that the center backs that we were rumored with were Yabanja. You know, young Yabanja guys like Nelson that can have value later. And then I think they realized that, hey, I'd rather spend that Yabanja limit on a winger and a forward, a striker, a midfielder. Because let's be honest, the, the, the Turkish options that we have in the midfield, on the wings, in the striker position is very limited. But you have a guy like Khan Ayhan who maybe is not the best defender. He's very experienced. And honestly, to get by in the Super League, you don't need an incredible defender. Yes, next year, hopefully, we're going to be in Europe. But it, this is not to say Khan Ayhan is going to be our first choice. If you were also, to pick up... Yeah. Also, look at Abdelkerim Bardakcha. How many were saying like, oh, we got a true you know, Turkish defender in here. He's going to be world-class. No one really thought that. They were like, ah, it's okay. He's proven, but... We have to see. Well, he had the stats to back him up. That's yeah, why he when he first stats. came, I didn't I didn't care because people were like, oh, look how much he has in comparison to Mark Al. And it was like some stats were better than Mark Al's and some were almost on par. Khan yeah. has no hasn't stats. been playing, bro. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, exactly. this guy's been on the that bench since November. Also, let me p- make another point. He's going to be getting a lot of money for someone that hasn't played in a long time. Just the only reason he's coming and uh, Trabzon Spores uh, president said it the best. To uh, who was Ismail Koybasha? You're literally here because of your Turkish status, nothing else, and that's what he's here for. And I don't want that because that then you get these 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 uh, wage um, you know imbalances and it causes problems in the club. That's why I'm like, ah, eh, if it was cheaper, I'd be okay with it. Mm. But I don't true. like it. But again, then to back Jans and Yasin's point, wouldn't you rather have, for example, two Turkish center backs, and then play just instead of Kerem all the time or Barış? Mm. And Not if it's Han Ihan. I'd rather have Nelson because I depend, like I okay. trust him. The, mm-hmm. Guys, fair, the thing fair. is, the, the thing is with this is, I am in full agreement with Emin Bayram. I like Emin a lot, and he played really well. But my problem with it with him currently is I don't know what I'm gonna get out of him. Because the last game before that, well, not the last game. I'll but tell the, you. The last cup Jump. match that we played, 
Yeah, but but hold on. The last cup match that we played, <laughs> he literally could have sold. He could have sold three goals in the first five minutes of the match. Just Look, that, that, that applies to this game too. Like I, I don't know how all of you guys are overlooking okay, this. He, the, let's, there first were three all, positions summits. Yes, yes he, but yeah. first of all, the positions that he endangers, I know there are a few, but this kid has like fucking honey on his balls. O kadar ballı ki... <laughs> Never ever will something happen bad to, to this kid because like I know you I know what you mean. He makes some that mistakes, run out. but let him make the mistakes. Let him play. That's how he will grow because this kid has the feet. Yeah. He can dribble. He can go forward. He can press. He can defend. And sometimes he makes those errors, which is because of experience. And give him some experience that will be fine. I know. Just I don't want Khan Ayhan taking minutes from my boy Emin Bayram. I mean, all I can think of, Khan, please come here. Okay, you're 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 on loan or whatever. We're gonna buy you. Open a Twitch channel and do Galtzray stuff because he's already experienced with Twitch, so he can do that. If you ask me, Kapish. Fransanın kocası. That's his uh, I'm call at, duty I'm name. I'm looking for more content to talk about on the podcast. So watch the Twitch stream. And then make comments on that, like <laughs> a lot of players' Instagram posts and stuff like that. Mm. But look, I don't, you can't trust Emin Baydam as your first center back for the next six months after you bring Icardi, you bring Torreira, you bring, you know, all these incredible players. And you have Erdan Tumor saying, we're going to be champions this year. We spent all this money, we brought, this is, this is the best team that we've had in the last 10 years. The, the next best team- I felt like turned on. Is maybe the Drogba, the Schneiders, the Mellows, the Celtics with the X. That was the next best team, if maybe better than this one. And you can't waste that, and you can't risk this team's championship success because you want to give a 19-year-old kid who you think is Balla the first choice option as a center back after Nelson and- uh, Making it sound bad. Abdukerim. Yasin, <laughs> let me let Yasin. How can you how how can you trust Khan Ihan then? Because he's not any better. Because I don't think you can trust. I, I you trust can't Khan. trust either I trust one Khan more more than Emil. Yes, that that's it. You can't trust either one as much as you do Abdukerim or Nelson. Fine, that's not that's not what we're saying here. We're saying if you're gonna if you're gonna pick between a 19 year old who has shown many times on a consistent basis that he is getting away with multiple bad positioning in the game. Or are you going to trust Khan Ayhan, who's 28 years old, who has experience in the Bundesliga, <sighs> Syria A, and the national team? Maybe he's prone to mistakes too, but who are you going to put your money on? I mean, the guy who's playing? I, I completely disagree. I, if you watch the Gerasun game in the first half and the 20 minutes after that, there were three positions where Emin Baidam could have cost us multiple goals because his positioning is off, his communication is off. Okay, his communication with Nelson would get better if they play more, but... This is not the time for that. I'm not saying don't play the kid. He can if if he's still better than Khan Ihan in training, you play him. There's, well, there's a the reason Khan is benched too because he's like insanely um, prone to mistakes. That's the and Sasulo is like I don't like I what, don't watch position? Yeah, they're I, like one position above relegation or something like that. He got benched because of how uh, mistake prone he is. That's, I mean, we don't know if that's the only reason, though. We don't know who his competition is. I don't watch Sassuolo, and I don't think any of you guys do either. I don't know what the per maybe he doesn't want to be there anymore. So they're saying, why are we going to risk him? You think Chala Soyunju is worse than the two center backs at Le Leicester right now? He's better than both of them, but he doesn't want to be there. He didn't want to sign a contract, so they benched his ass. That could it's be something similar. I'm not saying it's the same, but it's just, it could be a similar idea where. 
the dude doesn't want to be there. Maybe it could be multiple things. I just don't. I don't, well, I don't see this is what I'm factual, saying because yeah. I, I, not that I, I'm no, it's not that I watched it, but this is from people that analyzed Khan Ihan saying, look, this and this, this is why, or could be the most potential reason he's not playing. And one of the reasons were he was making tons of mistake game in and game out before he finally got benched. And then he hasn't played since. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, he's prone to mistakes. Sometimes we've seen on the national team. I, but that's also, how he feels there. Sometimes mm -hmm. a player doesn't want to be where they are and they're more prone to mistakes. They they change their environment. They change their teammates, the people that they work with, the people that coaches them. And all of a sudden, this player is did a 180 and they're, they're worth 10 times more than they were two months ago just because they feel more comfortable. You see this in every single sport. You see this in your everyday life, the company that you work for. So I'm trying to be optimistic. I get the concerns, but I think it's being blown out of proportion. Do I think 3.2 million is still maybe too much? Maybe, but we'll decide that after six months to see if that actually comes into fruition and to see how Okan Buruk actually coaches him and how he actually utilizes him. Yeah. So I, I think the criticism is a bit harsh to begin with. I get where it's coming from, but come on, I got to stay optimistic. We got to stay optimistic, man. That, that's I mean, all I'm saying. I mean, it's easy to play the, you know, the optimism card. I'm just trying to be realistic with this, you know? It's like no, no, not something sure. we need. Spitting yeah, facts, I, I, I don't think I, anybody's I saying he's the best transfer in January that we could have ever asked for. I don't think anybody's saying it's an absolute steal. I don't think anybody's saying he's going to take the starting position role, but it's not terrible. It's not maybe great, but it's mm -hmm. definitely not terrible like some people make it out to be. We have the That's control. All. We have the control, right? My teams control the games. And I trust Okan. It comes down to that for me. I trust Okan Buruk yeah. and what he's going to yeah, do. All right. We will see, I guess. Um, I just hope he won't take any minutes from Emin Bayram. And uh, if he does and he messes up, uh, I'll be sure to hunt you down, uh, Yasin. Listen, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not making any guarantees here. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> okay, Yasin, yeah, always going the safe route. Oof. I, I'm just saying, you know, there's, there's a so possibility political. that you guys... No, I'm just... <laughs> Try and stay optimistic. That's all. Okay. All right. Let's move on. It to doesn't hurt to have another Turk there. Topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, nah, what do you guys think of all the youth professional contracts? And then, like, compared to Burak Elmas, oh my God! Can you think, think about special? Like, can like, you take it off? Um, who? Emre? You, I think this is special. No, bro. I, I we've talked a lot about Burak Elmas, and I told you all how bad his management was. He wasn't a good company man. Like Dursun Özbek, when he was uh, being uh, announced uh, as a candidate, I said a donkey doesn't hit his head twice. And I also said that Dursun Özbek actually can manage a team. But Burak Elmas, bro, who, who, he's like an assistant coach. I was getting so much shit for yes, shitting man. on him, bro. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Like, he's like Selçuk Inan, also won't be successful in his career. <laughs> oh, my God. This shit's on Selçuk. <laughs> 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 bro, I mean, it's just, you know, these types of people, they're not born leaders. And to to manage things, you need to be born leader. And and not forget about the the youth. Like, Emir Tintish escaped already to Karagümrük. Like... A few others as well. Luckily, this Dursun Özbek team with Erdan Timur has done some good work extending yeah, uh, our youth players. Emin Bayram, Baran Aksaka, Emirhan Kayar. So these guys are really doing well under 19. You know, he learned his his uh, his mistakes because if on a lot of money, because his contract was so short and they didn't extend it, 
and we only got money because Ozan Kabak said, listen, I'm yeah, not coming until you get... Yeah, right, boy. Yeah, so I, I guess you guys are right when he said that, you know, he did learn from his mistakes. So, kudos to Mr. Uh, Özbek. Yeah, 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 indeed, indeed. Ya, yağlı surat demeyelim artık herhalde. Ayıp yani, he adam. cleaned up. I <laughs> know, <laughs> any, any points on that? And the youngsters as well? Yeah, I think that's about it. Happy birthday to Baran. He was going out on dinner right. today, I saw. Yeah, with his lady friends. Yeah, good for him. Götü bokunu görüyor mu ya? Adam, koca koca adam olmuş ya. Neyse. <laughs> uh, there's one thing that I wanted to put out there before we move on. Uh, so there's a new, uh, I, mean, I don't know if people know about this, but the MHK leader, or the president, had stepped down and a new one has t- taken their place, Lale Orta. Mm-hmm. So you guys, some of you guys might know her. She's from BN. She does these uh, refereeing, you know, like discussing the decisions through a game mm-hmm. with two other people. And she is now the the president for MHK. Okay. So what do you guys think about that? Do you know her assistant? Who's her assistant? Uh, Mr. Kafagol. Mm. Lale Orta. Kafagol. <laughs> You're going to put that sound bite in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That just boggles <laughs> my mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of conspiracy or not controversy within the community because she's apparently a part of Fenerbahce University. She is uh, like an advice. She's on the advisory board. Mm. She's a very big Ali Koch fan and she even deleted her Twitter because of how many posts that she liked that was related to Fenerbahce. And so, uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting stretch of uh, five, six months from now. I should say five months. Yeah. 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 Uh, definitely some sus news out there, but fortunately for what it's worth she actually has quite a bit of experience in the whole refereeing industry i think uh she's one of the first woman referees in the world you know like the first batch i should say she's i think she has a phd in refereeing i didn't know that was a thing (laughs) so uh (laughs) hopefully she uses her experience for everybody's good rather than bias uh towards any one specific club but course you know you got to remain skeptical uh that's hard to believe in turkey and our football nation over here so yeah we'll see what happens mm. yeah that's a hard thing man welcome to turkey right hey thank you yeah. salam alaikum my friend salam alaikum <laughs> <laughs> yeah not in this case with this uh okay president all right anything else boys i think that's about it as far as like the yeah, the big news goes. Jeez, we're, what, 30 minutes in already? Damn. All right. Maybe we can talk about the game. Coach Canada, you want to... That's my cue. Yeah? Do you want a jingle? Shall we do like a special jingle for you? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind that. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hey, there you go. Coach John, bringing you now. <laughs> the Girasun Sport Analysis. <laughs> Analytics. <laughs> If you had this jingle ready, why did you not just give me the intro music? You had it ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Cut the music. Cut the music. Let's get into it. Serious talk. Big business here. This was round 21, which this is going by kind of fast, by the way. But anyways, round 21 of the Super League. Uh, we were away to get it soon. This one finished 4-0, raining goals, as everyone knows. We'll go through the starting 11, which had small changes, I think. Uh, Muslera in goal, of course. 
Sasha Boy, Victor Nelson, uh, Emin Bayram stepping in for the suspended Abdul Kerim, Leo Dubois left back, uh, Torreira, Oliveira, Mertens, Kerem, Barish starting in place of Rashitsa and Icardi, of course, up front. We'll get into a few of the match stats. Possession finished 57% for Galatasaray, 43% for Girasun. Shots were 17-13 in favor of Galatasaray. And the, uh, we had an XG of 2.47 compared to Girasun's 1.67. And uh, funny enough, after the conversation we just had, I mean, Byron was our highest rated player with uh, 8.3 Look at that, Yasin. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, funny enough. He was the highest rated, um, which I think he did play a good game as well. But anyways, we'll just go through the, uh, I guess, sort of highlights of the uh, the match and then we'll just uh, start discussing. So I guess first big moment came in the 45th minute. We won a penalty after Icardi was stepped on in the, uh, in the box. He... Missed the penalty, at, even though he, I think it was a good penalty. It was an amazing save, but um, that was the chance to put us up 1-0. Fortunately, just a minute or two later, Mertens scored to put us up 1-0 to finish the first half 1-0 for Galatasaray. And then in the 60th minute, Leo Dubois scored an absolute rocket into the top right corner of the net. <laughs> kind of unexpected, a little bit surprising. That was amazing to see. Akardi did get the assist there, though. Uh, the third goal came in the 88th minute, Rashitsa. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was his first league goal for us. And then in stoppage time, uh, Yunus scored a, a great goal as well to complete the four goals against Girasun. So th- those were the sort of the, the highlights in the match. Where should we start? What, what do you guys think? What do you want to get into first? Emin's performance, maybe? Just yeah, score in yeah. general. I think, I, th- I think, you know, Emin's, sorry, Sali. Just because we were just recently talking about it and it's fresh. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I prefer not to speak. What do you get? <laughs> really? I prefer not to speak. I'm not speaking, boys. I prefer to say nothing. <laughs> I'm not speaking. So I prefer really not to um, not to speak. If what? I speak, I am okay. in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to <laughs> Okay, Jose. All right, all right, all right. See, this is what I mean. <laughs> Who wants to take over? <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, look, look. Let, let, let me say this. Thank you, Jose. Thank you. Let me say this. I think Emin Bayram did put in a good performance. I think he was pretty solid. But again, it's just the point that I made a little while ago. I don't know what I'm going to get from him. You know, am I going to get a performance like this or a performance like in the cup match? And because of that uncertainty, is that Jose chiming in again? (laughs) I prefer not not to speak. Thank you, Summit, look at Look at Summit bullying people with a soundboard. Look at this. Can't even finish a sentence. Thank, thank you, Jose. With all due respect, uh, I can't consider you as a credible source anymore after the comments you made about Kim Min Jae, but thank you, for, uh, <laughs> th- thank you for your comments. I'll kindly ask you to leave the conversation now. Thank you, Jose. But um, yeah, I mean, good performance. I don't know what I'm going to get out of him, though. So that's kind of the whole discussion. I don't know what you guys thought. I think, uh, well, I think Summit thinks he had a good performance, but what do you guys think? I think he doesn't prefer to speak. <laughs> I prefer not to speak. I prefer not to speak. Because uh, if I speak, I'd be in big, big trouble. Right, Summit? I prefer not to speak. All right, so I'll, I'll speak, okay? Fine. I, okay, Emin Bayram is good in certain things. He's good, like, one-on-one challenges, but sometimes he just gets crossed easier than a traffic cone, okay? Like, it's, <laughs> it's so easy 
to get past them sometimes. And that's my biggest concern. If if the wingers are good, like, I don't know, if, if Bora Sainz was on the right wing instead of the left wing going against Sasha, I think he would have had a much easier time. I don't know why he didn't switch and stay there more often. Um, but again, when we talk about our general game plan, I don't think we played a good game. Like no one will come out and say, this is probably one of our top five performances, even though the game ended 4-0. Um, we had a lot of issues with finding the strikers, like especially Bush Opad. I got, I will reiterate this again. I don't think this kid was born to be a, a winger. He's just, he's definitely a striker in my book. He just has the physique. He has the speed and he can finish. But he just cannot pass. He has like zero vision. He's like a one-trick pony. And that's, I think we need to start playing him in the striker role or like in a 4-4-2 along with Icardi, something. Because when he's in the winger role, I, we like we, we miss out on so much vision and so much uh It's like Stevie Wonder going forward. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like I would rather see Eunice play it. So that's my biggest concern. Otherwise, we did pretty well. We didn't really give them a lot of opportunities in the first half. I'll give him that. I mean, did still did decent enough where he did stop a lot of attacks. But then the second half, I think John is talking about where he was getting pelted left and right. He got spun like a few times. Like yes, like, exactly. The second half, like attack wise, we, we, we well, Gal will always find the goals. That that's what I'm convinced of because like they always gave me that thought that 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 feeling inside. Like even if they score twice tie the game we'll find another somehow some way and we did that we we finished the game off just when we thought we were going to buckle down and maybe this is going to be a 2-1 game no we found the goals and i'm happy we found it but this this wasn't our best game and i think going forward we'll see some changes on the wingers and that's probably why like john said we're trying to get more foreigners to be playing up front because the or i think it was uh yasin as well yes, our yeah. pool of turkish players up front is just not cutting it because we're going to need that extra skill, that extra oomph, the performance going down the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Sai, what were you going to say? What I was going to start with is actually the same as what you just said. I don't think the score reflects our performance. Like a 4-0, if you just only watch through your phone, you would say, oh, we played really well. But first half was definitely better. But the second half, we just, even though we scored three times, I do feel like we were more switched off compared to the first half. And I don't know what it was down to. Maybe it's due to, if I may say, Oliveira not also really being on it. Or Ringers both being kind of, especially Barish. I think Kerem also wasn't as good, but at least he had a few nice through balls to Icardi, who then, of course, because he's he almost class, assisted he him, yeah. something. Exactly. But I don't know, weird game. I'm just really happy with the score, with the points. So maybe I'm too privileged, shouldn't complain too much, but the performance just wasn't really... You mentioned Oliveira, man. I got to agree. Like, this is probably one of the worst games I've seen from Oliveira since he came to us. Yeah, just too slow with everything. Just not on it, not sharp enough. Is that surprising to you guys? I mean, I feel like he's just been on a downward trend for the last three, four games. I, I, I criticized it. Uh, okay. You <laughs> can, you can tell me why you disagree after, but... <laughs> I mean, he's just slower to challenges. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have that hustle. And I think that's what this game came down to as well from a performance standpoint, not the score. The score we already see, it looks like we dominated. But Gerasun came to this game wanting to win. And I, and I said it last week when we talked about predictions. I said, Gerasun Sport, know that they can beat us because they've done it before. The fans know they can beat us because they've done it before. They were all confident. They were all cocky on social media. 
They came to this game saying, we're going to win at home. And they played like it, for the most part, from a hustle perspective. The quality difference is night and day. Nobody, that's why we won for nothing, because we had that quality and they didn't. But they put in a much better effort from center back to striker than we did. Um, and that, that's, that's what gets games close. And I think that almost took us off guard, or did take us off guard, which is why they found those chances. Don't let the statistics, you know, prove otherwise yeah they i think they didn't even have a shot on target in the first half but they came they just because they sucked from a skill perspective they couldn't get a shot on target they were missing players by the way as well they were missing players, they, players I think. They, yeah. they had multiple positions in front of our goalie in Museta. they just butchered it one time they ran into each other another time they sky they skied an easy opportunity from there the was corner. one position where emin bitem like committed completely lost his player they came they, I think they it was called offsides, but it wasn't even offsides. Do you guys remember that? I think it was in the first half. And I if they scored that, yeah. that, if they scored that, it would have went straight to VAR and they would have gave the goal, but they didn't have the skill to finish it. Those goals could easily turn games around. Those goals could easily have us shut off mentally and lose games that we should not be losing against Kedah Sport with all the injuries that they did have. So that was concerning. I, I give it to the fact that we're just winning so many games in a row where the players are getting confident. They're getting maybe cocky, borderline cocky. Maybe they're saying, hey, this is an easy game. That's what I'm concerned about because the competition is not that far behind us. Even though we've won 10 games in a row now, people are right there. Besiktas is doing well. Fenerbahce is winning their games. I'm afraid that you know we're switching off. And you start to see it. I'm curious how Okan Buruk is going to react in the future, but I think we definitely need more hustle. I don't know what you guys think about it from that perspective. I, I have one. I guess it's a it's sort of a counterpoint, sort of. But one thing that's happened to us over the last 10 games is one of the most dangerous things in a positive way that can happen to a team. And that's um, creating a habit of winning and making winning a habit. And when you have that, even if you play, you know, even if you play poorly and like Gerson mm -hmm. might have played better as a whole, you know, a team effort, it might have been better, but they won't win. And that'll happen against other teams as well. We've literally just made it a habit. And that's one of the most dangerous things. It's so hard to stop teams that do that. And I think that's happened to our team now. So I, as of right now, I think we seem just so unstoppable. We're just scoring so many goals, barely conceding goals. The chemistry is off the charts. It's crazy. The way that the, the players vibe with each other is just, mm. I haven't seen this in such a long time. It's amazing to see. It yeah. speaks volumes just, when you look at the subs, right? Uh, Rashishka came on, Yunus, and they just banged them in. Of course, Rashiska did have a misser. We, I'd also have to mention that, like a one-on-one. -on -one. But still, that's what John says, like the champions-type mentality that there is right now. Like, players just turn up. Even if they're bad, they still turn up in a way. Makes exactly. Sense. Exactly, yeah. You know what's really telling of what John just said about the vibes and the chemistry? One of our subs, Yunus Akun, came in the second half towards the end, and he scored. Very nice goal. He scored, and he. what did he do right after you know, he ran in a little circle and then he's like, okay. He ran straight to Kedem, yep. who, you know, the two were competitive, but also friendly early in the season. We were talking about who's going to be better. And he ran to him, gave him a hug. And it's like, wow, like 
that's what you do. You you haven't scored in a long time. You 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 got injured. You were out of form. You score and you run straight to the guy who's actually taking your minutes in a competitive way, and you hug him. And it's what three nothing at the time. No, he scored the fourth goal. And then after the game, if you listen to what Yunus said, is left, he said uh, left wing. Yunus is right. Yes, wing. that that's true. But at the end of the day, I think you know from a winger perspective, they still compete with one another, especially if you consider Rashica can play on both sides. But you know, after the game, he said the vibes are so good. Everybody's friendly with each other. He was so happy, smiling from ear to ear. And that says a lot to me because Yunus Alkun has been part of this club for a long time. Whether it's at the youth level, he was always practicing with the A teams. I'm pretty sure he was even there, what was it, ten, maybe 10 years, eight years ago when we had the better, the other very good teams with Melo and Schneider and Drogba. He was there to experience it all. So he's seen the stages of Galsai over the years. He's seen the good, he's seen the bad. And if he's saying that many good things about our current vibes, that's when you know it really is good. Not just from the outside, from the photos and videos that we see, but internally, it actually is immaculate. Bro, they are <laughs> so at that the level, to me said a lot. They're at a level where they can put their fingers in their butts. So that says a lot. I don't know if you've seen that uh, training video. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt yeah, that's actually a good point. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys haven't seen that uh, the other day in training, you know, these guys are just goofing around, laughing, picking each other up, kick, pretending to kick each other when, you know, they go into horse challenges, but smiling. And then you Merton's see Martin just putting his who, finger who that in the butt. You know <laughs> that was funny. And you know what's so, it's, there's such a nice balance and like, there's certain groups on the team that complement each other. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have the players that speak Spanish, mm-hmm. Icardi, Torreira, Muslera. Mata, you know, Mata, Mata so yeah, yeah, Mata. Then you have the Turkish players, Karam, Yunus, Barish, uh, Emin. And then you have, there's a small group of French-speaking players that yeah. also speak a little English. Gomis. You have Leo Dubois, Sasha, Berkan, Berkan. right? And mm-hmm. then Berkan links the Turkish group with the French group. Yeah. And then you have guys in the Spanish group that speak English. Like, it's crazy. It's just mm-hmm. the the yeah. team that we've built here is... It's amazing in so many ways. Yeah. They need to hire me. And, and you know it's good when the Turkish players are not just with the Turkish players. Like remember back in the day we had like Satchuk and Burak Yilmaz used to like Little hang out with yeah, oh, like that's... with the Yabunjas too though. Like he he would chill with Drogba and Schneider. They would drive the little go-karts together in training. Like I I, I will never forget that image. But what I'm trying to say is it's not clicky. There's no there's one click and it's the team. Berkan is speaking with everybody, you know, even our youngsters are chilling with guys like Mertens. Speaking and of it, that, Yasin, did you yeah, see um, how Terrera and Mertens, uh, when our youngsters signed their new contracts, they like, you know, put yeah. them on their stories. Yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. But uh, I want to actually discuss a few points on the game. Uh, one annoyance I had is Rashitska. Oh, here especially we go. No, no, no. I'm, j- I'm just no, no, saying. I think some, some is coming from, uh, I guess. The I'm last goal. He say, scored but... a goal. Yeah, he missed one. He could, One-on-one, he missed it. Okay, sure. But that last one where Gomez were st- was standing there all open. I mean, there is no way he could have not seen Gomez all open. And he didn't pass. And this time he scored. But tomorrow, when he doesn't, we will curse at him. We won't like it. And to me, this was 
like not good character if you ask me you have to be a team player you have to be selfless and sure you scored it this time but gomez was there wide open and gomez was really disappointed really yeah, this goal disappointed. was like plus 10 confidence minus five chemistry basically <laughs> i know i know i exactly like you said exactly bro said. okay come on i'm curious what everyone's gonna say no okay look it's fine in my book why because rashitsa isn't the type of player that's always been a selfish person he's always tried to assist somebody in some form of way I know. but he's never gotten these opportunities to score himself and he's a win. He's a, he's an attacker, bro. He wants to score. Everyone's scoring. This man's been blue balled for like I don't know how long. This is the first goal throughout the whole season. Okay, we're two nil up. It's like game is almost over, right? And he's like, okay, this is my chance. I really want. I need this confidence. I need this goal. Gomez doesn't need it as much as I do, right? Yes, he could have given it to him, but in the long run, I'd rather him take and take this and get the goal because. I, I need to inform Rashitsa more than I need Gomez right now. We need Bro, these you, wingers you took to be right out of there. my mouth, son. That's like eggnog boys linking up. That, that was a perfect use of soundboard, by the way, Summit. Bro, you, you took it right out of my mouth. Okay. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Wait, was that a soundboard or no? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Yasin, you gotta agree with me, I guess. Yeah. No, yeah, that that's that's perfect. I mean, it's two nothing. Like, and I don't even think Gomez was that upset. Summit, he was very, very upset. I mean, any striker is gonna be upset in that moment. But I didn't get the vibes where he was like, like he understood it to me, right? Deep down inside, he probably understood. Like, yeah, this kid needs this morale boost. And at the end of the day, Rashidza is, you know, as as much as everybody is a team player here. Rashitsa's trying to prove himself too. Um, I might be stretching here, but he's also trying to prove that he wants to be a part of this team long term. I've I've heard rumors where he's happy here, he wants to stay. His agent is, you know, saying this. I don't know. Again, this is not tier one sources, so it might be false, but Rashitsa's gonna stay here by scoring those goals and getting his form in. And he just lost his spot to Barish. Exactly. He, he wants he, that. We've we've been criticizing him being out of form. This is how you, as a player, as a professional, make your living. You prove people wrong and you you succeed. Yasin, if Rashitsa was Dutch, Samet would fucking back <laughs> off to the end of the earth. I prefer Sam not wrong. to speak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought so. What I was going to say about Rashitsa is when you think about it, he's been... You know, like it's, he's had to face an uphill battle from the second he got here. First, exactly. the, the first obstacle he had to get past was the foreign limit. Because yep. even when he joined, we were like, how the hell is this guy going to play? That's There's true. definitely got- a lot of crookery going on right now. <laughs> no, no, I can't agree with myself. There's no crookery. <laughs> l- l- listen, listen. He had to get past that. He eventually got past it. He found a place in the, in the starting 11. Then once you're in the starting 11, you have to prove why you're going to stay in it, Right. Then when you prove what that you can stay in it, now you have to convince everyone that you to sign you permanently from your loan, right? And that's that's so that's just so difficult. So now he's like you said, Yasin, he's lost his starting position to Barish. So now any chance he gets, he has to prove himself, whether it's scoring, assisting. So I don't really blame him for trying to get the goal. Like he, you know, he's trying to I I'm assuming he wants to be here permanently. So Especially I guess he's trying to fight for that. His last game also wasn't as good. He had a stinker last game. So this yeah. game to, again, just like you say, to light it up again, to prove himself. Mm. 
He's not playing in his real position, though. Like most games, he was on the right wing. Isn't he a left? Like he's right footed, right? Isn't he supposed to play on the left wing most times? But isn't he a true winger? True wingers play with their right. Okay. Their right. Yeah, he's probably the only winger we have, like an only true winger, like yeah. uh, Sadi said. We discussed this before. Like when he's on, like Barishal Premier, he's not a winger, like uh, Emre said. Low IQ. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. I think Barish has potential. Um, definitely that Adam IQ decision making. man. I look. I I do think you know he's better in a good way. Sh- suited for striker. Yeah, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I I don't want to give up completely just yet on whether he can be a decent winger. Like I, I don't I don't want to count on Barish to just be okay a backup winger. Which I is mean, fine. striker. Which is fine yeah. because Burak Yilmaz was also a decent winger. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he might have earlier, earlier, earlier in yeah. his career. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. in general, yeah, you would also, like, as a striker, you would see him shift a lot to the wings uh, back in the days uh, where he would take up that winger role. It was very fluid and dynamic anyway, that team. Yeah. Um, but, but before, just before we leave this winger topic, I just wanted to mention one more thing. So when you look at our team, Assuming next, like just just to make this conversation simple, I it's it probably not going to work out this way, but just to make it simple, let's just assume next season we'll have Sa- both Sasha Bowie and Nelson in the team, right? And let's imagine we'll be playing in Europe. I don't think that Rashitsa is that guy for that position. I, I would, as of right now, I would not permanently sign him. Not for five million. T- yeah, exactly, exactly. I think to complete this team and to have a good run in Europe, regardless, whether it's Champions League, Europa League, regardless. We need um, Messi. Well, <laughs> if we're talking about winning well, the, the whole thing, Would you have rather yes, Rasitska or uh, Onyekuru? Um, Rasitska, actually. Yeah, same. Yeah, I think I'd rather have Rashitsa right now. Yeah. But I think if we if we could if we brought in a winger with that same quality that like Mertens like I I this is it will be difficult but the same quality as these guys that we have Mertens Oliveira Torreira I think will be amazing mm-hmm. amazing like a really really good winger will improve things a lot even though we're already doing really well mm-hmm. so in the summer if we can do that if we can pull that off then I think you know mm-hmm. we'll be looking amazing. Speaking of wingers, I think the Giresun game may be an um, undetected man of the game. Man of the match. War science. Uh, Kerem Summit. actually has been really good. Like in every goal, he was actually, the preparation uh, was on him or he was involved in, in before the goal came. So you uh, have to give props to Kerem. He's been flying under the radar, but he's actually been helping the team a lot, in my opinion, in setting things up and... Uh, Tracking back in the defense and helping in the attack, uh, been a lot more selfless than than we've seen, and I think he's improving more and more. Uh, is uh, what my opinion is. I think yes, he is involved and he's playing with a lot of confidence, which I appreciate. But he's losing the ball way too much. That's my mm-hmm. issue lately. And to back this theory up, and I was like, okay, he loses a lot. Feels like that. He, I looked it up. He lost about twenty-two times. Where's Kedasan Spor? Therese Mertens lost the ball nine times. Buddy Schalper at 15. Mario Cardi eight. I mean, now 22 is just too much. I get it. He's trying the most. So with that comes more risk and more comes lost balls. But sometimes it's just unnecessary. Uh-huh. And then we lose a ball and then they come on a quick attack. I wish he would play a little bit more careful, a little bit more 
decisive mm-hmm. with where he wants to play the ball. But otherwise, I agree with you, Samet. He gets the ball into the box. He, he, he looks for Icardi. He looks for Mertens. He tries to switch the ball. He's do, trying all the right things. I just want him to slow down just a little bit and be a bit more careful so we have the ball more often. But there's mm-hmm. room for improvement. Let's be honest, though. You do watch Kedem. This kid is getting double teamed almost every time he gets the ball. So, like, in that Gittison game, he was getting... Like, Gittison was, like, very, like, physical this game. So, I can't blame him for losing that ball very often. This game, I'm giving him the pass because he got double teamed, like, I I think four times that I could think off the top of my head. I think think the criticism of losing the ball is not... Of course, this game, it did feel kind of obvious, but I think just in general, that's Karim's game, right? Uh, I've mentioned before as well, like, Yasin just mentioned he lost the ball 22 times. But when you watch it, it feels like it's like 30, 35. It feels more. It's more in your face when he does these things. It's his first touch mainly. Maybe that feels that way. That that too is off. That's a good mm-hmm. point. I yeah, mean, there's a touch. couple of times where we just lost a very good opportunity because the ball went right under his feet or he mm-hmm. didn't one time shoot it. So yeah. definitely room for improvement. Otherwise, I love his confidence. Yeah, definitely. Should, hopefully he doesn't lose that. I have a question for you guys as well on this game. Why? Like, especially the 40th minute, there was a position of Icardi, and it was a crystal clear penalty. And still, I don't know why, the VAR said to the referee, yeah, come here and have a look. Why do every, like, little thing we have has has to go to the VAR and has to be checked by the ref? Like, can't the guys in the back see how obviously he's being stepped on the foot? Like, why does the ref still need to go and have a look at that? Like... I was, it was ridiculous, honestly. And I don't that's, understand why that is. And maybe So that's actually last, the rule, okay, by the way. Good okay, point. maybe you can enlighten me, sure. It's because it's super weird. Linked to that is like, I've seen some images that I think Salih sent about positions on the Giresun game. And you have some referees that then say, it needs a penalty, it's an offside or not. And it seems Lale Orta, together with the assistant Kafagol, uh, have been saying, uh, yeah, all the decisions have been against Galatasaray, basically, if you look at all the images. So, so what's the rule? What's the rule, Yas? Yeah. Oh, so um, with the penalty, right? So if the ref doesn't call the penalty, he doesn't see it, and then he's being stopped by VAR that it might actually be a penalty, I don't, I'm pretty sure, like 95% sure that the VAR can't just be like, hey, it's a penalty, call it there on the spot. He can't do that. They have to call the ref to the VAR for them to... Like, the VAR could be 150% sure it's a penalty. It's still the referee's decision on the field to make... It's their choice to make that decision or not. So the responsibility is put on to the referee to make that decision. Same thing, there's other weird rules too, like um, a yellow card. If the yellow card is completely wrong, the VAR can't be used. But if it's a red card, then the VAR can be used. So there's very weird nuances to when VAR can be used and what decisions they make. Offsides, for example. If if there's a clear offsides, VAR can make that decision and the ref doesn't need to look at VAR. Um, so I, I don't know every single rule in detail, but there are nuances like that. And in the situation that Summit mentioned, it does sound crazy in theory, but that's just the rule that there is. Yeah. Mm. I guess that makes sense. And also, like, when the ref went over to the monitor, he took, like, two seconds. He looked yeah. at it, like, yeah. once and turned around and immediately said it was a penalty. Yeah. So As long as they're going to VAR, I don't care, bro. Remember, it exactly. took them, what, 12 weeks to go to the first VAR check for on, on our behalf? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, the, the what pissed me off is how, like Nelson had to go to the referee and tell him, "Look, you, you should go, or whatever. Don't start the game." And Icardi had to literally st- like I'm stay on dude, the ground. Yeah, like, yeah. Icardi was smart yeah. about it, bro. He was smart yeah. about it because otherwise these guys don't go and check our like uh, reviews on VAR. So that's what I'm happy about. Finally, our guys know the game. Mm. Yeah. Any other positions, lads? Well, let's talk about Dubois. Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna bring that up. That was the last thing I was gonna mention. You, you can go ahead, Emre. Take it away. Um, well, to be honest, I'm just happy we have someone that's competent enough to play on both wings. And you, dude, this guy is so smart. He's so talented. Like his, his like he 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 said that he just saw the pass coming, and he's like, I already knew where to shoot, and he took the shot. It's just finally we have someone that just knows how to shoot from outside the box because last time the goal that he scored is like straight out of mariano's playbook except it's the other side or it says like if it was in a different universe you know that's like literally one for one type of goal um but yeah i don't know i, I i'm really happy with dubois i think it's a very good transfer such a man. such a steal too for like what was it again two and a half mil yeah yeah and he's not even that old either he's 28 like right in his prime uh, he can blow f- play on both flanks, and he's. I mean, remember he played. He's playing out of position. He hasn't played yeah, left out of back position. Before. It's it's crazy that he's still doing this much work. Again, hats off the to the side. to the board and everyone involved with these transfers. We got such good steals like Dubois and Torreira, man. I don't know. Hopefully, they can pull some more off. Hopefully, he can break you know, more that. tables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, these are opportunities, right? So Leo Dubois is not normally. He's not a two three million player he's worth way more than that he was a french international but we saw an opportunity arise where he was out of form he was apparently causing issues which is blows my mind to believe because yeah. he's such a obedient guy like yep. he's he's a, like he's a professional he, he works hard like he got that goal because kedem stole the ball he went up the field and the ball had you know the mind to be like all right let me follow this through in case the ball just gets deflected to the 18 yard box somehow and he can finish it and before he got that ball, like you said, Emre, he knew where to finish it, where, where to shoot the ball. A lot of players that don't have the highest IQ, they're thinking, okay, I'm going to get this ball, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to get this ball, I'm going to shoot. But they don't say, I'm going to get this ball, and I'm going to find the far post where the goalie is not expecting the ball. That's what the ball did, and he had the skill set to put an absolute beautiful shot in. I mean, yeah. he was he was really happy. I think that's his first goal. Like on a professional career in like a few years, right? So, good see for him. the 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 thing with this goal is it you know him playing out of position actually worked to his benefit because he's playing on the left side. He was able to receive the ball on his right and make the shot on his right. If you know what I mean, that's why yeah. Mari- Mariano shot. He was playing on the right side. He had to he had he had the ball on his left. He had to shoot it on his left, right? So that angle he had was perfect. If if he was playing on the right, he wouldn't have had that same angle. So that That's worked true. out really well, but I, he's, I'm just so happy with Dubois. Like he's just, you know, if God forbid anything happens with Sasha, we have Leo Dubois. He can play on the left as well, which I don't think he's put in a bad performance on the left either. Like he played there against Fenerbahce as well. And I thought he played pretty well for the most part. Yeah. There might've been a few moments where he was a little shaky, but um, really can't complain. And just such he a smart no player. Risks. No, yeah. And like, it just, it always seems like he's down for the team. You know, it it always seems that it always seems like he's just he's just a winner. I think it's just he's a ride or die. Yeah, man. I think after the hundred plus cap or hundred plus appearances for Lyon, he's just I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's just he's a professional man. He's, he's not just empty. A total professional. 
Yeah, very good to have, especially with, uh, again, Oliveira not being at his best. I mean, Bayram, Leo Dubois in general, very solid performance. I never really felt, uh, how should I say it, in fear that he does something stupid, if you get what I mean, compared yeah. to like Van Arnold or whatever. <laughs> I'm so glad he's gone. Bob, uh, one thing I've, I've, since you mentioned that Dubois goal, the thing about that, I don't know what you guys think about, but I saw a lot of people complaining that there was a potential foul because... The way we got it was the guy was taking a free kick and Torreira was like literally right up mm. his ass and he put a hand to his back apparently. But again, his own teammate fouled him before that. Like he got in his way, like actually stopped him from taking the free exactly. kick. Right? <laughs> yeah, so, stupid. and people are com- consa- are <laughs> no. saying that, oh, it's a it's a rule mistake and no. should have been repeated. Right, exactly. That was just a dumb free kick. Like he kicked it just poorly like, and like I think would yeah. intercepted it, right? Yeah. the card yeah. and then the goal came. Like simply no. That I if someone I wouldn't even discuss that with someone. No. Like literally. That's so stupid. People are just looking for any little thing to complain about to try to discredit goals or no man. That's it's just ridiculous. Poor from Giresun. Just like the first uh, first goal too. That was um I think it was Icardi again and then just very, very bad defending by Giresun. And then Mertens was there at the right time to net it in, score the first goal. So Okay. Boys, my uh my little girl is crying in the back, so <laughs> what do you think? It's time of, to wrap uh, up then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, one thing I wanted to say about Torreira, he's a genius. He's amazing. And we have his mensch. transfer fee. He's an uber mensch. Uh, just oh, like he, he 4D racist. chess, this dude. Like he knows how to control the game, when to lay down. I was like, oh no, what happened? Is he injured or not? Oh no, just mm-hmm. Torreira playing things super smart. And I just love seeing him the game do that. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just amazing. Different like level player. Different, different level. level man. Voila. Unbelievable, man. He almost screwed us in that game, though. He gave a really bad pass back straight to the yeah. Gearson play. He was, like, <laughs> wide open. Yeah. But he has a lot of ball on his balls, oh, too. Look at that. So, so it happens the best of us, doesn't it, Yasin? <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't happen to uh, Torreira three times every time he plays. So. Come on, I don't know, man. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> what's the next game, bro? Coach Umrania. Canada. Yep, that is the Umrania game, which is at home. Um, and uh, I guess we can get some predictions, maybe not from Emre, but uh, just just a reminder as well. The last time we played was um, uh, on August 19th, and that was when Gomi scored at the end of the match. So typical Gomi's heroics won us that one. It was 1-0. So... We're at, we're, we're at home now, totally different team now, totally different form. So what do you guys think, uh, Samet? What, what's your prediction for that? Imranius 4 is hard, man. They've been playing very good football, actually, since the start of the season. They somehow are at the bottom of the league. No clue how that is. But their football is actually nice to watch. It's like, um, like Barcelona of the league, <laughs> really? if I have to compare it. But unfortunately, (laughs) they're at the bottom of... It's like Dominic Torrent is coaching that (laughs) team. Yeah, Torrent ball, yeah. Exactly. exactly. But I am actually worried. Uh, But I'm just for the sake of a totem uh, to keep doing everything as we did the past weeks, not to break this streak. I'm going to say we're going to smash that like button. (laughs) No, (laughs) we're going to smash the goals in there is is what I say. So uh, 3-0, Cardi Hattrick. Okay. Papi. Oh, that'd be lovely. Um, I can give my prediction. Um, so I think, like Samet mentioned, this is the last place team, even though they are 
you know, if you look at their games, a lot of games they've only lost by one goal, like 2-1, one nothing, a lot of 2-1 losses, I think. Um, but I have to agree, I think, even though they're fighting in relegation, I think they're going to get smashed here. So I'm going to say 4-0. Mighty confident, are we? Yeah, we are. I mean, okay. how can you not be? They're terrible. <laughs> and we're playing at home. I mean, I, I'm going to at least four goals. I'll, I'll, I'll predict like that. At least a four different goal win, whether that's 4 nothing, 5 nothing, 5-1. Just looking at their recent form, I mean, goals aside, it's sure it's a one goal difference the last two games. But if you look at the statistics and how many shots that they let up, they let up 25 shots against Antalya Sport. Like... Oof. We're, we're going to destroy them. Icardi is brewing up these goals last few games where he missed a penalty. He didn't get fed the other day. You know, he's involved. He's, he's going to get at least two goals and we're going to destroy Imrania's spore. And hopefully, you know, we continue our winning streak. We should. Be. When you see that happening, your mouth should be salivating, like eyes fully open. Yeah, man. <laughs> You're damn right. You're damn right. Wait, wait, wait. When is this game? Is this game midweek? Yes. Uh, this Wednesday. Is, this is a Wednesday oh, game. Oh, yeah. I guess I have to work from home Wednesday, but... Uh, damn, of course. Sorry, what's your prediction, bro? I share the same opinion as Summit, as in... Okay, I don't see them as the Barcelona of the league, but <laughs> they do They do definitely uh, underperform if you look at the metrics of how they play. Mm-hmm. I think we'll still win. Let's put that, you know, as a first. I think we'll still win. However... I don't think it'll be smashing. I don't think it'll be like a 4-0, 5-0. I think we'll win, but it's going to be a classic 2-1 Sarai. Yes. Vintage, vintage. Very vintage. Um, that's been our scores lately at home as well, except for Hatay when we Hatay. smashed yeah, 4-0. And apparently got banned for, uh, I don't know what reason again. I mean, don't forget the team that we smashed before that 3 nothing. Fenerbahce. So. And, and before that, uh, the 7-0. Yeah, and then four nothing last week. I mean, it's either two one or smashing. And uh, yeah, yeah, this, that's this, true. Is, this is not a two one. I, I, I promise you, it's not going to be two one. But the smashing is mostly away, though. Mostly away at home. No, they should somehow. make everyone that's Fenerbahce coaches of every team. Then we'll smash every team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically two one. So that's what I'll say. We'll win two one. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know Emre prefers not to speak, so I prefer not to speak. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess that's it. Okay. Then uh, who wants to do uh, the outro? All right. All right. You got me. You got me. I'll take it from here. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. Almost at the 50 episode mark which is unbelievable. Almost a thousand followers on Twitter as well. If you're listening and not following us. Give us a follow on Twitter at the Lions Den GS on our other socials as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we appreciate everyone for listening. Yeah. Yasin, I love you, man. I'm sorry. Love you too, man. Being so hard on you, man. <laughs> love you. See you next okay. episode. It's all love. Prepare, See okay? You. <laughs> I too. Love you. Bye. Peace. Love you all. See you, bye. boys. Bye. Peace. Bye. See you. <laughs>